Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Today is Tuesday, June 14th. Uh, Matt, it is, a, it is a holiday. It is not a federal holiday. Uh, I, did have, I do have to work today. Um, which I, I guess amazingly, it's not amazingly, a holiday. Uh, it's not a, another holiday for bankers and the government. I'm Go pushing ahead. for it. I am pushing for it. No, today is Flag Day. Today is Flag Day. You it's said flag. 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 F A L A G. Okay, got it. F A G. Flag Day. Okay. Uh, it is, is June, so I didn't know. Flag Day. Got it. Flag, flag day. day. And uh, but that will be our special fact of the week that we have this week. Because we'll be you are closed. That. I'm sorry to jump in. You are closed next Monday. We are closed. Are we? Next are we recording right? the show next Monday? Will there be a podcast next Tuesday? Yes. There will be. Yes. Okay. I just didn't yes. know if I, I, mean, I, I may I have to know. come in Tuesday morning to record yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm taking the whole taking day off. Taking the whole day off. But, uh, taking yeah, the June, day off. June 20th is a uh, holiday. Uh, but no, today is Flag Day. Uh, and again, National Observed Day. However, it's not a national holiday. Uh, and so we'll be giving it our fact of the week this week. We'll be uh, in tune with that. Matt, uh, the other news of today, uh, it's hot. Uh, it's stifling hot. It's I mean, stifling already, hot. it's like, I mean, it's, it's early ridiculous. this morning, uh, still already like 75, 80 degrees, heat index of 220. Mm-hmm. Um, just walk outside, your clothes stick to you, and uh, just try to find the nearest air conditioner. Derek, we have to uh, clean some cars, vans, typically every day uh, here at Mobile Car and Van Rental, and uh, within about two minutes of working on a car outside on the asphalt, it's miserable. It's terrible. God bless those guys that have to get out there and do the uh, the road paving and all oh. that kind of stuff. You know, um, not my thing. Uh, no, a lot, very much a lot not of my water, thing. a lot of shade, a lot yes. of water. Yes. Uh, probably bring two or three changes of clothes. Are they, do, they, do you think, will they be off next Monday too? Are they, is that a recognized more likely off next Monday? You know, I, 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 to Don't be honest, know. if they work for the state, maybe. Yes, they do. Yes, okay. they do. Just make it next Monday. Big day. Big day off. A lot of people taking off next Monday. Big day off. But we digress. Let me tell you who's not going to be taking off next Monday. Who's not going to be. And actually, another person who's not, uh, who's definitely excited about our words from the weekend. Okay. He's going to definitely be excited Which about Which also our happens to our music. Yes. Into the in, show. Yeah. In case you did not know, that is music from, they play that music every game at Ole Miss. We're going to talk more about Ole Miss. So if you are not an Ole Miss fan, you might not like the next five or 10 minutes of the <laughs> UTW podcast, but we're going to gloat for just a few moments. But uh, it is a part of the uh, they do this thing where they raise their arm and and with the music and stuff. And um, Derek, I, I, I love Ole Miss. I'm, my daughter's going there. I'm excited about it. That's going to rank in the in the bottom hundred, like very low of things that I enjoy at the University of Mississippi. Oh, the, uh, what the it's in the fifth inning. It's Whatever in the it is, fifth inning of Ole Miss baseball games. I think the first year or so that was done, it was kind of cool. You know, it, it may have run its course. Anyway, let me tell you about our presenting sponsors, and then we'll circle back on, on this, right? Let yes, me tell you about our presenting sponsor. Uh, big hotty toddy out to him. Watch some baseball over at his house this weekend. Uh, 2-0 and on the weekend when it comes to uh, watching over at the uh, Couch Casa. Time for Brian. Hey, real quick, if you know Brian, text him right now and say, hey, how's it going? Uh, what size TV are you getting? For your uh, pool house, because uh, it's time for a new TV. He knows oh, it. Uh, no, he knows it. Is it going with a 32 inch outside? No, no. He's got about a 32 inch now. It's time to go ahead and expand to oh, the. Oh, uh, Yeah, we got to go at least 80. Exactly. At least 80. Uh, he's not going to get that big, but he definitely <laughs> it's time for a little bit, a uh, lot of upgrades in high definition TVs uh, since he uh, built the pool house. But if you're in search of a pool house, a pool, new home, uh, new residence for you and your family anywhere in the mid south, but definitely. 
in the DeSoto County area. Nobody's going to know more information when it comes to buying or selling residential real estate than our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 65 years of combined real estate experience, Team Couch has thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team and were recently voted DeSoto's best for the fifth time. Now is a great time to list your home in DeSoto County. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are sitting on the market, how long until they close. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor. Give them a call today at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD. S-O-L-D. Give Brian and Terry a call today when it comes to DeSoto County real estate. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Remember, every home needs a couch. Derek, I said it a few seconds ago, uh, very hot uh, cleaning cars and vans when it comes to mobile car and van rental. If you're in the market for a car rental, don't drive to the airport. Don't drive all the way to Millington or Collierville or wherever Enterprise tells you where to go. Call us today right here under the water tower located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce, mobile car and van rental, ready to serve you. If you have an insurance claim, if you have travel in July, we still have a few spots in July. If you're going on a weekend trip in August when kids go back to school, if you're tra- heck, if you're traveling to Omaha, give us a call. Give us a call today, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. We have vehicles. Don't put the miles on your car. Give us a call today. Let us serve you right here in Hernando, 662-469-4555. Again, glad to be coming to you from the mobile car and van rental studios. Well, Derek, like I said, if you are not an Ole Miss fan or an Ole Miss baseball fan, you may want to uh, skip ahead because uh, we're going to talk. Our words from the weekend are Ole Miss related. Very, very excited. Um, we gave a lot of due last year to Mississippi State fans, Mississippi yes. State baseball team. They went to Omaha. They earned it. Um, I think they took the year off when it comes to baseball. They, they took year. care of business last year. <laughs> they took the year off this year. Right. That's what you want to do. You want to win a national title. and I think the rules with national titles, if you win a national title, you get there's five years where you can literally – your team can do anything and you just don't care because you've got five years of goodwill. After the fifth year, you may start caring again. But Ole Miss wins this year. I don't care what happens for the next right. five years. I, I won't disagree with that. Uh, and, we look, with Tennessee losing – again, if you did not know that, Tennessee lost to uh, Notre Dame at home. So, Tennessee will not be traveling to Omaha. They are the they were the um, by far the uh, top seed in the tournament, and they will be at home for the, uh, for the rest of June. So, um, Ole Miss has as good a chance as anybody. Before we get to ahead of ourselves too much, tell me your words from the weekend. My word from the weekend, Matt, is resurrection. Resurrection. Resurrection, as in the Ole Miss baseball team, resurrection basically from the dead. Uh, this team, uh, 23 and 17 uh, on May 1st, 7 and 14 in the SEC. Uh, they did win, I think, two of the three games. So they won the last three out of the four series to kind of make a little run, uh, which obviously helped their case. Uh, then go to they, they allowed them to make the SEC tournament. Of course, they enter the tournament on a Tuesday, uh, lose the first game to Vanderbilt, so they're out. Uh, pretty much uh, just didn't know if they were going to make it. Really yeah. didn't think they were hanging on by yes, thread. We yes. thought they were out of the uh, regional tournaments. Did could not make the postseason. They got the last spot into the postseason in the regional tournaments. Three seed in Miami. Uh, all they did was go three and zero in Miami, two and zero in Hattiesburg, and now they will be making Bianco's second trip in twenty two years to Omaha. Mike Bianco, longtime coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, twenty year number twenty two, I believe. 
22. Year number 22. Um, tons of success. Always been a good competitive team. Has only had one year where I think he was less than 15 and 15, and he was still 13 and 17. Yep. So he's never had a fall-off year. Um, but he struggled to get to Omaha. He has uh, had a very bad record in games to get to Omaha. And that's what Ole Miss fans are pretty frustrated by, especially when Mississippi State seemed like every three or four years they were going to Omaha, getting an opportunity. They may fall off and have that seven-win season in the SEC, which Ole Miss never did. But it's been frustrating for Ole Miss fans. And this year um, Ole Miss was uh, left for dead. And uh, like you said, very good word. They resurrected themselves. They figured out some pitching. They started to enjoy baseball again, it seemed like. Well, I think, more fun. I think they, nobody expected anything of them, and that makes you play really Absolutely. extremely loose yeah. and just have the fun. Hey, we're playing – we made the postseason. We, we're playing with house money, and they they played like that. Just right. I mean, did not have any pressure. Never looked like they were forcing anything. They only had one shutout in, back in February against whoever the first team they played this season, the, the first series of the year. One shutout. Was the only shutout they had all season. They throw back to back shutouts against a very good hitting Southern Miss team. Yeah. And so, I mean, just you just can't predict that kind of stuff. No. You have no idea. No. Um, it's actually kind of like we record the show, Derek. We we act like no one's listening, and that's how we. There's no we're expectations. Just so loose. We're just so we're just loose. so loose. We're just so loose. That's how we do things. Resurrecting, very good word because there's no there's no better word. Seven and fourteen at one point, and they just started playing better baseball. They started uh, enjoying baseball again, it seems. They had every right to be nervous when it came to losing to Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament, but they got in, and once they were in, they were in. Doesn't matter. Uh, go play. And they have just, fun. Yeah, have fun. They, they down. Think about that. The Miami Regional was discussed as possibly being washed out due to a tropical yeah. storm, and we went from, hey, Miami may be able to advance themselves to the team that beat Miami, team that comes out of that regional beats the Hattiesburg Regional, and um, there they are, going to Omaha. Just awesome. Look, that's my word from the weekend, Omaha, O-M-A-H-A. I grew up in the 90s in Louisiana, and LSU went to Omaha, seemed like every single year. They won five titles. 91, 93, 96, 97, and 2000. So the whole time I was in high school, they were in Omaha all the time. Uh, My parents have actually been to the uh, LSU games in Omaha. Um, The Warren Morris uh, home run, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things ever to happen in the College World Series. Against Miami. Yeah, very good. But that's when they were just played one game. Game, period. One game, that was it. Um, so really, really big deal. Omaha was big in my house for the 90s, uh, and I'm very, very happy for Ole Miss. It's good to see Ole Miss fans enjoying the uh, – Ole Miss pays a lot for their baseball program. Yeah. Not a lot of teams across the country do. So it's good that Ole Miss will be on the screen for the foreseeable future when it comes to college baseball. And plus, college baseball the last two weeks has just been awesome. Really, really good. Well, a lot of high-scoring games uh, yeah. and just fun to watch. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun to watch. I mean, you know, baseball, uh, I, you and I both played it growing up. Uh, wonderful sport. Um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, moms and dads uh, can ruin it. Uh, that may be the <laughs> – you know, travel baseball. It wasn't parents. as stressful when we played. Yes, it yes. was not nearly as. Yes, it was fun. It was summer. I mean, like I'm saying, I mean the All Star tournament stuff like that. If you did play, there was competitive baseball back then, but like you had to drill one kind of a regional team, yeah. uh, and play on that level. Let, and let me jump in. You said the word All Star. We'll go into a deeper topic, Derek. I know we talked about Ole Miss baseball because every Ole Miss baseball player, every college baseball player, more than likely played current travel baseball That's situations. All Stars. AKA what killed rec baseball. Yeah. It totally killed it. Because well, I mean, it used to be an honor. Yeah, you would, be, you would honor, be selected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correct. You'd be selected by the other coaches Correct, uh, to yes. make an all star team. That all star team would then travel to regional tournaments or and district play, and then and, regional tournaments. Right. And play with Hernando across yeah. her chest or South and Haven or whatever. That's now, all mm-mm. we knew. And now they just pick the all stars at the beginning of the season and then they just travel to their own, own tournaments. And then the, the rec teams are just rec 
games and there are no there is no reward at the end of the season. There is no okay, we're gonna pick another group of teams and go play elsewhere because those are already chosen, handpicked. And Matt, I mean, there's a long discussion about how if that's right or wrong, playing ninety games as eight year olds if that's sure. right or wrong. Um so I mean, much I, fun. So I, much I, fun. I know how I feel. Uh, what <laughs> I what I think is missed though is having those the the players that are, you know, not bad way to say it, I guess that choose to play rec and or are left behind mm-hmm. in rec. Don't get to get better Correct. playing with the better players. Let me throw uh, this are, out there, Derek. Yeah. And we I know that people that work at the parks department listen to us right now. All stars have killed rec baseball. What are you talking about competitive teams? Competitive no no. All stars, that's how competitive teams started. Right. They right. began all stars and you'd have four or five kids that really, really earned that spot. And those four or five kids, well, next thing you know, their parents enjoyed going to those other little tournaments. And a lot of times they'll stick together now and they'll move on to a competitive situation, competitive team, okay? So that's what happened in the last 20 years. All-stars changed everything. I'm just going to throw it. I'm just going to throw this out there. If I was if I was in the parks department, I would recognize these kids. I would not play all-star games because those kids are going to leave your program in the next year or two. They're going to do it. Are they still doing all-star games? Absolutely they do. They do all-star teams now. And those all-star teams within – or within months, they are playing competitive baseball. I team. guess I didn't know they stood at all sorts. Yes, I did. just assumed that it was just, I just rec it only. Um, and then because that basically, okay, I feel like my kid's good enough because mm-hmm. you know, it, even the kids that play competitive, are they all stars? <laughs> right? I mean, because you can say, okay, well, I think my kid's good enough to play. And some, you know, some some uh, boys, girls are really good, and yes, they are definitely uh, uh, you know can handle it. And then some of them are playing up; they're so good. Uh, but other ones. You know, you may think your kid's an all-star, so you're going to drop $1,500, $2,000 for the season to allow them to quote-unquote play competitive, and they may never play, right? But they are on the competitive team. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not saying – and look, there's been so many – the instruction is, is so much better. Uh, there's so much money poured, and I'm sure that if I would have had that structure, maybe I would have been a better player. I, but I do like the uh, – I mean, again, I guess I'm the you know 45-year-old man yelling at clouds. Um <laughs> That I, you know, just let them play, and then let them play again. Let let the 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 weaker kids, and, and uh, I said that. Let the uh, the the kids with less ability play with the kids with more ability, and it brings them up. Now you say, well, they, it hurts the kids with the better ability. Not necessarily, because they're if you leave everybody in the league, they're playing against each other anyway. They're not all on the same team together trying to play another city or another group. Uh, I I just I really enjoyed um you know just growing up and being able to do that because you would. Face the like you know you'd have maybe two or three off each team that made all stars, and so you would face each other. There would be hard fought games. You knew who the better players were, and you would come at them. They'd come at you, you know, and then you'd try to bring your 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 you know the the players you're playing up or vice versa. Uh, but then once you went to all stars, okay, I've hated you all year. Now let's go play and let's we got Natchez across our test. Let's go, and I love that. Absolutely love that. I think that Eric, we'll, we'll just finish here. I think you, people can kind of figure out our thoughts on it. What it's done to rec league baseball is all stars. All the kids aren't stars. Uh, Let's move on from there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All stars, all the kids aren't stars. But what happens is you'll have seven or eight kids that might could play some competitive stuff, but you got to have 12 to 15 to make the budget. Yeah. There you go. That's right. If I was a team, uh, if I was an all, if I was a public league like Hernando, all stars, I would not give them the opportunity. I would not put a team together for them. We're not doing all stars anymore. I'm not doing it because those team, those kids are out of your league within two years. I've seen it. Wilson's age group right now, I'm telling you, a group of all-stars, Wilson's age, Wilson's now 15. Those kids left rec ball within months. Yeah. And they moved on. They went they, because why? They got to play at Snowden. They got to play at Oxford. They got to see all those other things. So Hernando supported them to go and cre- basically they just they they. No, I understand. You know, 
I guess giving Things an are award now. to the kids, saying, "Hey, look, you had a great year. Right. You need to be you need to be recognized." I, I wish that that would have to come from a state level that would say, "Hey, look, no, you know, we put a state emphasis on a right. state championship being from cities." City, I like it, right? You know, yeah, so sure, okay, sure. Hernando, you can't claim a state championship unless you are a you know a team playing from a specific city, you know, registered through the state or whatever, and then those t- those you know boys or girls get to go play for a state recognized team by the you know M. HSAA, whatever, you know, and do it that way because, and I guess not with me high school, but you know what I'm saying, just some type of rec association that would recognize that. And then they're the legitimate state champions. That would be the only way that could happen. And that's a, that's a lot of red tape. Before we move on, Derek, let me ask you a quick question. Travel, baseball, and softball tournaments over, under, number of stickers on the back of cars in the parking lot. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> no, I'm just saying over, under, number of stickers on the back of each car in a oh, travel oh. baseball and softball tournament parking mm, lot for the I weekend. I say on the back of them? The back of the car. No, no. And let's rank real quick, real fast. This is top. Let's rank the top. Let's, let's go with the top three. Top three stickers, okay? You're going to have the team plus the kid. Correct. Team plus the kid. Yeti's going to be up there. Okay. You're gonna, the Yeti, okay. Yeti's okay. going to be up there. Okay. What's going to be the next one? Maybe a, maybe a Jesus fish? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of those stickers may, that travel or baseball. maybe if they're already in like a middle school the, okay, the actual okay. middle school okay you know, um, yeah, there's there's something private F or public middle okay. school whatever they okay. um I would say that I would say then the over under I think the line would be either at two and a half or three and a half okay so two and a half or three stickers per car yeah. over under is going to be two and a half to three and a half I, I, yeah I'm, I'm gonna say I'm, yeah because <laughs> yeah because you're gonna have you're gonna have your the team. And and or the player with their number, like what, like swinging, like the swinging, the swinging ball player one. There you go. You're gonna have that one. What about this? Hang on, that's a good. Could could be the college too. Okay, you you can see the old missile. I'm not sticking the. No, no, no. Watch this. How many of the people? I'm gonna say three and a half. Over under three. Over under three and a half. That's a very good number. How many parents parked at the travel baseball or travel softball tournament think their child will play in Omaha? 90? 80%. I was going to say, you 80%. said 80? I'll say 80%. I'm going to go with 90. 80%. I'm going to go with 90% of those people. Well, I mean, they, let me say the this. softball tournament's not in Omaha. It's actually in Oklahoma City, but right. you see what I'm saying. But but yeah, but yeah, the amount of money they're spending, they're, they're hoping that's happening. Yes, they're hoping that's happening. Um, simple mathematics. Again, we're not hating on anybody. Uh, simple mathematics. Take that money, put it in a savings account, and more than likely – he can travel to Omaha and now, watch his favorite right team now, play. The market's really down right now. Buy low. Buy low right now. Saying, compounding he can, interest. But he can travel to Omaha and watch his, t- his, his team play. No, you know? yeah, that's true. When he's 20, I think when a he, lot when he gets of them, to college. I guess right now, though, it's so competitive just to make a high school team. They're, that's They're really trying to invest for high school play. Well, Derek, uh, there are high school coaches that – only pick from college right. uh, from travel right. teams, and that's a tra- that's a travesty. That's ter- I, I, that that's, a, what, that's my whole point. That's man, it. wow, we've come a long way from our words in the weekend <laughs> to solving rec uh, baseball and all star tournaments. Well, Derek, uh, that's your your word was resurrection, which of course talked about Ole Miss from a month ago. They were out of it, and now they're going to Omaha. My word from the weekend is Omaha. So excited as an Ole Miss fan, uh, potentially going to travel over there. I don't know what that looks like yet. Waiting on some schedules to come out. So if you are traveling to Omaha, good luck Rebels. Good luck to all those teams that are that are traveling. What a great, uh, awesome experience for fan bases across the country. Well, Derek, speaking of an awesome awesome experience, let's talk about something that's a very uh, great thing here in the city of Fernando. The DeSoto Arts Council has some neat things coming up. We always give our shout-outs on Friday, but right now let's recognize the DeSoto Arts Council, such a special member of the Hernando community. What are they doing? All right, so the DeSoto Arts Council, Matt, would like to take over the old Vaughn Theater and Cotton Gin and create an art campus that would allow it to expand and grow its art programs. 
Now, this is coming from Board President Randy Martin, uh, said that the DeSoto Arts Council is out of space and doesn't have any more room to grow at its current location at the Old City Hall and Jail on Highway 51. Now, this is a place that we've mentioned off, uh, often for the uh, Friday night um, back porch parties, that sort of thing. Now, in order to help the uh, to grow the Arts Council programs and classes that they offer, Martin said he would like to create an art campus in Hernando that would include their current building along with the historic Vaughn Theater, the Clifton Cotton Gin, the farmhouse on Railroad Avenue, and the Nancy Andrews House on West Street. So uh, that this is what he was looking to do or what the Arts Council was kind of discussing is that there would be a, an umbrella corporation, uh, a, a, a larger umbrella uh, organization, a nonprofit, obviously, that would um, kind of be over the whole county. And then each city would fall underneath that. Because right now there is a DeSoto Arts Council, mm -hmm. which is in Hernando. But then there's a South Haven Arts Council in South Haven. Right. And there's an Olive Branch, I believe, has some type of organization for that. So it's a little confusing because the entire county's Art Council is in Hernando, while the other cities have their own. And so he's trying to maybe pull them all together, make make one umbrella organization with everybody falling up under that, with everybody's uh, cooperation, of course, and then having each city have their own. He, and this is be very similar to the uh, what the Yachtna Batalpa Arts Council on Oxford. Don't spell that. Don't spell that yeah, real quick. Yachtna wow. Batalpa, I'm not even going to ask you. Don't even do it. Even <laughs> uh, do in it. Oxford, that would co uh, coordinate events and expand the program. So what the Yachtna Batalpa has done <laughs> is that they have taken their Arts Council, which, again, is the area around right, Oxford. Sure, yes. And they're able to – they have smaller – you know, Oxford's mm -hmm, under there. Mm -hmm, uh, maybe Water Valley's under there, that sort of thing. And then what they – but then they're able to apply for grants separately. Sure. Strength, uh, but then also as a larger group, because they're bigger, to apply yes. for – larger grants yes. and so this is kind of the idea that he's happened this would help uh, maybe to renovate the Vaughn Theater for plays musical performances lectures and kind of other events like that stuff that has been talked about for about the last decade or more friends of the Vaughn Theater That's you right. and I have people have friends that, of, of ours that have worked on that and just a lot of questions still remain when it comes to my gosh what's the amount how much does it cost what does it do so maybe some grants uh yeah because you're right there there are people across the country who have no interest in Hernando Mississippi but they could stroke a check for some help with with renovations of that type thing. That's right, and uh, you know the, this is the Vaughn. As you mentioned, he's talked to all the all the people involved. He's talked with uh, one of our friends, Stephen, um, of course, uh, that has been doing that. He's been talking with uh, people at the Cotton Gin uh, who, who own that property. He's been talking with the people, the owners of the other couple houses, and they, they are on, they are. They right. think it's a great idea. Right. I can't say they're on board because that would involve actually striking contracts. But they think it's a great idea. They would love to see this come together, and you know, and also you know, to turn the theater back into the theater, to have arts classes, to have uh, little studios beside the theater, to be able to use that, still keep the current building, uh, but be able to really expand the uh, arts uh, in Hernando. Maybe do one of those large murals. You know, have you go to Nashville, you take a picture. You sure. know, they know you're in Nashville because it's a Nashville mural behind you. Have one of those painted on one of the buildings in Hernando. Just a lot of ideas um, that the arts council is really dealing with right now and so hopefully that somehow this could come together now you know there's obviously this would take a, a huge undertaking and be applying for the grants they would ask for you know the different cities maybe for some funding uh community foundation maybe the maddox foundation so just a lot of ideas kind of spitballing right now i do sit on that board uh now these are discussions we've been having uh i guess in private uh i'm, I'm relaying it now because it has hit the papers sure uh so i, I don't mind talking about it at this time kind of uh, a strength in numbers thing that's if right. we can get olive branch interest in hernando hernando interest in olive branch South Haven, those type of things, it gives you an opportunity to kind of strength. Well, they could send you know, some of their artists down here to do sure. classes and vice versa. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that's you know, kind of worth that way. And we do have a board meeting tonight. Uh, and so we'll kind of discuss a little more of that now that it's, again, out in the public. I'm sure we have some questions. So, again, just a really, uh, really interesting thing that uh, the Arts Council is looking at. And we'll, and we'll kind of see how it goes. But I think it would be wonderful for Hernando. Uh, you know, arts. 
for a long time has been cut in schools and in different places, but it is now a, a draw to cities. People come because of the of the art, whether it be musical, whether it be actual painting, whether it be pottery or other things. People actually are looking for and are attracted to arts in a community, and so I think this will be a big plus for Hernando. I watched something just the other day, uh, the Buddy Holly story. He played in venues like this. That's right. That's exactly We've right. talked about Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and those Jerry type Lewis, things. Jerry yeah, Lewis, just you like, know, yeah. Right. I mean, Buddy Holly played in places like this, places that were, you know, maybe seated three, 400 people, give or take, on, on a good night. I'd love to see some traction going with that. Like you said, those people may not be necessarily on board, but they probably need more, like, hey, give me more info. I'm interested, but let's keep going. That's right. Let's keep going. So it's pretty interesting. I've said for years, and uh, again, if you're listening, city people, the thought of murals being all around Hernando would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there are other cities. Uh, it is a, um, let's just call it an Instagram world. And people from all across the South might would travel to Hernando, Mississippi to take pictures in front of two or three or four murals if they're really, really cool. It's, so it's, it's, well, once you get it painted, whatever the cost of the paint is, it's free marketing. Yeah, it's free marketing. That's it's what it is. Marketing. So really, really neat. Something to think about. City, uh, you know, Derek and I are just here to help. That's all. We're just here to help. That's it. We're here to help local all-stars and, uh, and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. Well, Derek, part of uh, arts councils and part of uh, city funding, statewide funding, is going to be uh, having some revenue. Tell us about what seems to continue to be every 30 days or so we talk about the state of Mississippi getting good revenue feedback tell us about these state numbers that continue to come in yeah so i mean again attracting people to hernando to the state of mississippi uh that leads to the numbers that we're about to talk about so the may 2022 state revenue numbers are out and according to the joint legislative budget committee mississippi continues to exceed budget estimates even after revising them early this year as a state heads into the last month of the fiscal year now remember the Mississippi fiscal year runs from July 1st to June 30th, so we are currently in the middle of the last month of the year. Uh, the initial fiscal year 2022 re revenue estimate was $5.927 billion, but uh, lawmakers moved that to $6.875 billion during the first three months of the year during the legislative session. Even with that revision, state revenues up are still up almost $388 million over the new estimate, which would put it over $7 billion for the year. Total revenue collections for the month of May itself were $174 million, or 34.62% above the initial signed down revenue estimate approved in 2021. So again, Matt, right now the May 22 are uh, 10, again, 34.62 above the original signed die estimate and 10.25% above the prior year's collections. So right now, Mississippi is on pace to do over $7 billion in revenue uh, if the uh, the current trend holds up. You and I are going to talk a little bit more about national economy stuff, interest rates at the end, since we don't have any uh, high school sports to discuss during the months of June and July. The, the state of Mississippi, it seems to be, is it killing it right now. Um, maybe the... Um, Right. Speaking of the mobile car in Vanderbilt Studios, uh, right next to us is the. Uh, we need to come up with a good name for it. I mean, you got Mount. You got what do you have? Malfunction Junction or something yeah. in Memphis or whatever. We're going to come up with something, and we're going to. Oh, we're gonna, the oh yeah, yeah. Right we're gonna, no, no, yeah, the I Commerce like, Street, and you okay. got the fifty-five. We're going to pinpoint that. Email us under the water tower info. We need a at name. Gmail we need a, na a negative yes. name for, to get it to send to the state to have them start working on. No curse words. No curse you can't, words. You can't. You, no. can't, you no. can't bring that into the cuss words. But a good hashtag that might be the thing right there. And Hernando people would get that. We're going to work on that. 
Yeah. That's not a bad I, idea. I like that. I like yeah, that. we need to trademark that if you come up with a good one. Yeah. So actually, why don't you email us uh, your ideas, and we'll <laughs> and, uh, we'll go from there. We'll see how that goes. Well, speaking of good ideas, if you are looking for help when it comes to the outside of your home or office, and you have some ideas for new landscaping, new construction, uh, new fence improvements, different things like that, call our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs, whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything on the outside of your home or office. Give Richard a call. Let him come out. Take a look. Give you a price. If he can't do it, he can help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about this wonderful DeSoto County company on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Look them up today. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast also... Brought to you by Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Derek, the middle of our Tuesday show typically brings us the DeSoto County Fact of the Week, always brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum, wonderful asset right here on Commerce Street across from Bank Corp South, open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 to 5. That's Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Rob Long and his staff are always available, ready to give you a free, again, admission is free, tour of the DeSoto County Museum. Get by today. Uh, summertime is a perfect time to take your uh, young ones, show them all around the different memorabilia, show them around the different facts about the county they live in. DeSoto County Museum, a wonderful asset here for the city of Hernando. But today, as Derek mentioned when the show kicked off, is Flag Day. June 14th is Flag Day in the United States of America, in case you didn't know that. Derek, give us a little bit of information, some facts about Flag Day here in the U.S. of A. Some people may not know this. Flag Day is a specific day of the year. Correct. It is every day, uh, June fourteenth. You know, some some holidays rotate. You know, Memorial Day could be. It's just the last Monday in May. Uh, Labor Day is the first Monday in September. Uh, so those all rotate and are all. You know, they could be a different calendar day each year. However, Flag Day is the exact same day every year. It is June fourteenth, and it is this reason because what we know finally as the Stars and Stripes was adopted by the Continental Congress as the official American flag. On June 14, 1777, in the midst of the Revolutionary War. 
Now, again, there were several flags before this. They had fought under uh, rattlesnake flags, pine tree flags, eagle flags. Some of them had the don't tread on me slogans, liberty or death, conquer or die. That had, you know, those were kind of listed with these uh, symbols uh, on the flags. Now, the Declaration of Independence made the adoption of an American flag necessary. Previously, each colony uh, or special interest had its own flag. So on the 14th of June, again, 1777, Congress made the following resolution. The flag of the United States shall be 13 stripes, alternate red and white, with a union of 13 stars of white on a blue field. Now, the official announcement of the new flag was not made until September 3rd of 1777. Again, it was signed on June 14th, but it was not really known across the nation because of a lack of social media back then uh, until September 3rd of 1777. So again, that is why Flag Day every year is June 14th. Uh, It was that first original flag, 13 stars, 13 stripes. Of course, now we kept these, still have the 13 uh, stripes, red and white alternating, uh, but we are now up to 50 stars. So again, Today is Flag Day, so if you hadn't thought about that, maybe throw a flag in your yard for the rest of the day. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know around the eight o'clock in the morning when we get this posted, you know, grab one out, put it out there before you leave to work. Uh, but we we do live in a wonderful nation. You know we we've already covered. Uh, we did a, a, a D Day show that we had a week ago. Well, a week ago we talked about Memorial Day before we went on our break, uh, and of course we'll be hitting a July Fourth show uh, sometime around in about a month or so. So again, uh, very you know we have what now, Matt? If you think about it, we really have. Um, Four, I guess, patriotic holidays in a row. You have a, a Memorial Day, you have Flag Day, you have Fourth of July and Labor Day. Four in a row. That's really all your summer holidays have to do something with the uh, with being American. Uh, so I think this is just one of the of the four that we're really focusing on. So again, today is Flag Day, and there's a little history behind that. And Derek, it's a beautiful flag. There's no other way to put it. It's a really, really, it really pretty is. flag. Yes, it's a beautiful Good flag. Colors. Yeah, colors are great. I mean, they just really did a great job. I watched something over the weekend, CBS Sunday Morning, the largest flag maker. I think it's maybe oh, I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. A-N-N, A-N-N-I-N or something yeah. like that. And they were talking about some of the different flags that they actually had created. Um, the flag that the firemen um, you know, put up at 9-11. Iwo Jima. The, yeah, the flag with the uh, the famous troops putting up the flag. Um, that's got to be pretty neat. I mean, you go to work every day. You're creating these flags, uh, dozens, hundreds, thousands that go out every month all across the world when it comes to the American flag. And you just truly don't never know. Not yeah, to think, mention, well, they said almost 200 years. I think it was uh, exactly. It was like the like 1840 right. that they started. So yeah. just unbelievable. And, and not to mention the number of flags, obviously, that are folded and, and given in, in honor yeah. of the veterans and stuff out there. But uh, I mean, Derek, this, this summer is going to be a lot about America for me and you. That's uh, just that's just kind of the mood we're in. Uh, we live in an amazing, wonderful country. We're so blessed to be here. The fact that we could sit here on a on a Tuesday morning and record a show that we can put out to uh, you know tens of thousands, definitely. You know, the listens that, that are easily getting, tens of thousands <laughs> tens of thousands uh, we could sit here and talk about uh you know goofy stickers and travel baseball and softball <laughs> and stuff like that um it's a wonderful country we live in get over to the soto county museum again typically give us a, a fact of the week but derek and i wanted to do some facts about flag day so uh we really appreciate the DeSoto county museum supporting us uh, for the last couple of years as I mentioned, a definite asset to the city of Fernando, which brings us to another asset for the city of Fernando, the wonderful seasonal sponsor that we have, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Had a chance to pass by the farmer's market this past Saturday. People were walking what seemed like from two blocks away to come to the farmer's market. One of the best farmer's market in the state of Mississippi. Definitely one of the best in the Mid-South. Every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every
every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square. Vendors such as Kendall Cattle Beef, Precision Sharp, Jones Orchard, Brown Dairy Farms, Big Acres Farm, dozens and dozens of vendors continue to sign up and come out every Saturday morning to the wonderful seasonal sponsor that we have, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Congratulations on such a good start to your 2022 season. Please get out 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square for the Hernando Farmer's Market. Derek, part of our last conversation that we're going to do on our podcast today is going to involve the economic state of the United States of America. We're going to visit a little bit about that, talk about that. You being on the banking side can talk about that. And so part of that, one way to possibly save a few bucks for your family is going to be looking into, hey, are you doing the right thing insurance-related for your budget? And someone who can help you with that is our newest sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance has been in business since 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Vice President Bruce Robinson and President Jerry Holland, located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone in DeSoto County. Give them a call at 662-895-5528. Give them your budget. Give them your needs. Let them ask some questions. Give them good, solid answers. Inform them of what you're looking for. They work with some of the largest companies in the world, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Anthem, Mutual of Omaha, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, Progressive. Those are just some of the largest insurance companies in the world that trust Holland Insurance every day to be their DeSoto County representative. Again, give them a call, 662-895-5528, located in South Haven, but ready to serve all DeSoto County residents. Call them today, Holland Insurance. As I've said for the last two weeks, Derek, a lot different. Show's a lot different when there's not high school sports to talk about. So definitely looking forward to August when we get around to football. We'll be here before you know it. Hernando High School actually played Lewisburg in soccer last night, traveled to Oxford tonight wow. to play soccer. So, I mean, we're still doing some Hernando stuff, doing some high school sports. Uh, those poor kids that have to get out there in 110-degree heat and uh, play soccer. But anyway, look, Derek, let's turn our attention real quick. It's something I texted you about. I wanted you to mention, bring up a couple things. The world is uh, different right now. Um, inflation and is at an all-time high. We typically don't sit here and talk a lot about national things, but I think it's uh, something that we need to talk about. Uh, My business is beginning to be affected. I have had people contact us here at Mobile Cars and Vans and simply say, hey, I'm worried about how high gas has gotten. I don't know if we can make our trip. And um, it's affecting my business. It is affecting all of us when we go to the pump. Derek, give us some thoughts from a banking standpoint. What is that possibly going to look like from uh, from a banking standpoint coming up over the next few months? Okay, so I'm going to start with with uh, kind of the numbers that hit Friday that's really put this on the forefront of a lot of people's minds, conversations. Uh, so the May data on inflation uh, came out on Friday, and it showed that price increases unexpectedly accelerated last month, with consumer prices rising 8.6% year-over-year in May. Now, that is the most since 1981. Now, this broke the record that was set back in March, uh, that came out in April, set back in March. So March, I believe, was 85 April had actually dipped down to 8.3% higher. So everybody thought, okay, March was the highest. Now we're starting to come down, and we finally reached the peak of the inflation. But then May came back with a uh, unfortunately strong 8.6% uh, higher than last year. And so that really, uh, obviously, the market's been hammered. Uh, it was hammered on Friday, hammered on Monday. Now the index unexpectedly accelerated to that uh, 8.6% annual increase. Uh, and that is, again, the largest jump since 81 and over a month-to-month basis, the CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index, also jumped by 1%, or more than 0.7% rise expected, and April's 0.3% uh, increase. So again, so just from April to May, it increased 1%. So again, if you annualize that, that's 12%. 
That's not good. Uh, core inflation, which in- excludes – now, again, this is uh, something that people always fight about. You know, uh, So core inflation means everything outside of food and energy. Well, if you spend most of your money on groceries and gas – why does it matter or not if you take that out? But they do that. One of the, the, the measurements they look at, they actually exclude food and they exclude energy. Uh, that still went up 6% on an annual basis uh, they, after. Why would you exclude food? Well, it's, or? it's talking about like what is uh, hotel rooms done? What have like it's just everything outside of, you know. It's uh, a way for them to maybe make the numbers look a little bit better by taking out. Well, it's out saying what, because food and energy, you know, they're commodities. Okay. So they tend to have larger fluctuations okay. whereas stuff in the middle kind of stays more steady uh, they don't you know they, they don't swing either way very you know very rapidly and so they, they want to look at that core but even the core uh, is going up uh, is increasing at six percent annual rate so again none of this is good uh, and on Friday a closely watched consumer sentiment index so again they I guess they kind of poll how uh, individual consumers are reflecting to what the current economy is doing. It slumped to a record low mm-hmm. uh, as inflationary concerns weighted America. So I'm so assuming, you know, if they would have called you and said, how do you feel about the market or, or the economy right now? You're going to say, uh, I'm worried, I'm angry, I'm upset. And so that's kind of what's been reflected. So that's also uh, at a, um, a record low. So again, all of this is to say, you know, things don't look good right now. And I kind of want to, that's kind of what you wanted me to talk about today. So before I kind of go where rates possibly probably are going uh, i wanted matt uh, this is a, a wonderful chart that i found where inflation is and where it isn't so these are the top things so i'm gonna give you the top five things where inflation is where, where, where meaning, you feel meaning it. that are increasing over the last year that you increasing. absolutely feel it. yes gasoline is number one percent it yes. is up 48.7 percent year over year airfare is second mm-hmm. at thirty seven point eight percent. So it is high. It was higher in May. It was thirty seven point eight percent higher in May of this year than May of last year. Third is transportation. I have no idea what that means. I don't know if that means bus fares. I don't right. know if that means train fare. Whatever it means, transportation nineteen point four percent. Hotel rooms nineteen point three percent. And then fifth on the list, household energy. At 19.1%. So what you're paying for your electric uh, in your house, your um, you know, your, your gas, your electric bills, that sort of thing. All of those are up 19% or more. Those are the top five things. Now, a couple things that people may be interested in, I want to make sure I put on there. Used vehicles mm-hmm. up 16.1% and new vehicles up 12.6%. So people, when they say new vehicles are a better value right now, that is a relative value. Now, you still may be paying more for a new vehicle uh, compared to used vehicles. And, however, in some cases, you're not. But used vehicles are, are higher, or the, the inflation is higher on those than new vehicles year over year. Now, Matt, there are – this is uh, – this you, nice. you can hear my disgust. Uh, maybe you can <laughs> hear silence. that. Uh, just my well, silence. Uh, this is pretty interesting. I want so, uh, you, you tell me this. There are two – there's two industries, two categories where inflation is down from last uh, year. Let me guess. Hang on. Uh, the U.S. House Representative <laughs> and the U.S. Senate. That is their inflation is down. Their inflation is totally. You know what? They're they're having a record year. Like Eric Church would say, they're having a record, record year. year. Well, oh actually, gosh. one is flat. Toys are flat. Toys are flat. Yeah, because kids they can't. <laughs> right. Toys are flat. To, right. So kids you're can, nobody's the having same fun for toys because last their year. parents are mad and angry. Are we're buying year. no toys because we're having we're having to buy gas and food and do those true. things so we can't buy you toys. Sorry, kids. Yeah, here are the two that are here are the two that are uh, actually less than last year. Santa Claus put in his two months notice. He did. <laughs> Go ahead. No, the, the the lowest the one that has actually I guess I guess it's retracted. Okay. The most 
IT hardware and services. Mm-hmm. So IT hardware and services is down mm-hmm. 1.4% from last year. The only other industry that is down, down. year over year, rental cars. Rent- Whoa. Down. Rental oh, cars. Down as far as what is it? Me out what they're one. charging. What they're charging for rental cars uh, is 0.3% less and, and than last year. And let me tell you year. why. Let me tell you why. Because that was COVID. That was COVID years type stuff, whatever. So yeah, rental cars were through the roof. So of course it's gone down by the slightest yes, bit, slightest bit, the that's slightest right. bit. But nothing's really changed here. Right. Actually, I'm about to start raising prices. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, I, I got. Hey, hey, it looks like you got room because you're at the bottom of the list. <laughs> here. The bottom, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm, anyway, I'm raising so prices. Just kind of let you call know. call Enterprise first, and we're going to be ten bucks cheaper. There you go. How's <laughs> that sound? Go. Do that. Uh, that that's how inflation. And so I know everybody mm. can understand that and fight that. So Matt, what does that mean? So right now, inflation is high because inflation is eight point six percent. Again, a over forty year high. The Fed has been combating it. They've raised rates their last two meetings. They're meeting tomorrow. Well, their meeting is starting today and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they will set the rates tomorrow. Current before Friday, everybody was expecting a, a half a percent increase. So right now, Prime, if you're if you're looking at a Prime margin, Prime is going to is at four percent. They're looking at that would take Prime to four and a half percent. Now again, if you're looking at what that means. Uh, from the actual Fed standpoint, they would raise the overnight lending rate from one to one and a half percent. But for all intents and purposes, for those listening, you would be borrowing if you're borrowing money. Prime goes from four to four and a half percent. However, after Friday's numbers, there is now a thirty percent chance they have factored a thirty percent chance into the market that it will actually go up three quarters of a percent because the, the the numbers were so shocking on Friday. It may actually go up 0.75 or 75 basis points. Uh, that may be what they announce tomorrow. We shall see. If it goes up 75 basis points, that will be it will hammer the market again because now if you do it at 75, they now will say, okay, they're going to have to keep doing it because right now the Fed has already told the world that, hey, look, we're, every time we meet, it's going to be half a percent until we see inflation go down. Well, now that inflation is continuing to rise, if they go at 75 tomorrow, they may have to, that may go ahead and factor in, okay, they're going to go 75 next time. You know, what, what are they going to do? So there's going to be forward-looking statements that they put out at the end of the Fed meeting. Uh, at the, every, every time they meet, they, there's forward-looking statements that is put out after, I guess, the, the, the policy set. And so it's very interesting to see if it goes up half percent tomorrow, if they kind of tell what they're going to do for the next month, because they do meet again in July. It used to be half in June, half in July. Is it going to be three quarters in June and three quarters in July? Huge increase in the price. Now, this is the money that banks lend. So this is the overnight rate. They're going to adjust the overnight rate that banks charge each other. Then the banks usually are about 3% above that. That's the bank spread. That's how banks make money. And so that's when Prime goes from 4 to 4.5 or 4.75, depending on what they do. That is uh, what people, you know, uh, people that go into banks, that's kind of what the banks are setting their rates off of. That is different than mortgage rates. Uh, now, of course, Brian was in here about a month ago talking to us about what the, uh, the housing market is doing. The housing market is starting to slow pretty quickly. That's um, what he said. Yeah, I saw he, him this weekend, and he mentioned that. Yeah, so it's, it's slowly pretty quickly that is felt throughout the, all the analysts are telling you it's, it's, it's because rates are over, over 5%. A 30-year rate, actually, I priced it yesterday, Matt, a 30-year rate, Right now, on about a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house for a you know for a good credit score, five point eight seven five. We are approaching six percent on a thirty year rate. The fifteen year is about a point below that at four point eight seven five percent. That was as of again uh, yesterday. Uh, that was and for about a three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars mortgage uh, with a good credit score. Now, 
Again, that is significantly higher. That is three points higher than this time last year, uh, approximately. So, now, so what that means is a lot of people would say, hey, we're not going to move right now. We're not going to list our house right now. We're not going to build that house we talked about. We're going to stay here because our mortgage rate is three and a quarter. That's right. Our mortgage rate is 4% on our uh, – some, some mortgage rates are two – right. some people are getting two and a exactly. half. Exactly. So that's why, that's why things are slowing down because people are saying, no, honey, we need to stay here because our mortgage rate is so good. Why don't we just paint that bathroom? Why don't we just uh, plant some new plants in the backyard and uh, ride this thing out? Uh, and, and I know we've lost some listeners. I know some people just were like checked out because they're just they, – they, they don't want to talk about it, think about it, whatever. Derek, does it seem like – and again, you and I both sit here and we – this isn't a political question. Does it seem like – there's one particular party in charge who doesn't seem to be able to kind of get out of their own way for a second. And it, it seems like that other party who's not in charge is simply letting them kind of continue to go uh, south. And nobody that doesn't help the normal people like us. Is that kind of what it looks like? They're just kind of letting them go off a cliff, per se? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's, that's led to the inflation. Uh, the, the top four things have been, you know, number one was the amount of stimulus put out to the economy. In the last two years. In the last two years. Which Republicans were um, a part of in 2020. That's right. And I mean, still, it, it was under Donald Trump and it yes, was under Joe Biden. Correct. Both parties put right. out a massive amount. Yes, it did. I think it was about, uh, I mean, it was closing $4 to $5 trillion, Four to five trillion. that were put out. A lot of these were payments directly to Americans. Uh, you can agree, disagree with how that was done or if it should have been done, but that put a lot of money in people's pockets, and there has to be repercussions for that. Yeah. That when you expand the monetary supply that quickly, that largely, uh, inflation is going to happen. Uh, and what they were... What they were assuming was is that it was going to go down so far that this would help get us back to some kind of normal level, right. and then maybe there may be some inflation. But because but what the economy turned around so quickly, and some parts you know some parts of the nation never shut down completely, that the economy kept just kept going, right. and they were not expecting that. So that that's the first issue. Uh, obviously, the supply chain issue has been a problem because right. of COVID. China shut down again just a month ago. That's caused issues. Uh, all the supply chain issues have caused a problem. The third, nobody expected Russia to invade Ukraine. The U.S. being addicted to, to imports. Right. Again, there, yeah, that, so, the, so there's your supply chain stuff. When dozens, if not hundreds, of boats are sitting out there with millions and millions of uh, pounds of, of fill-in-the-blank, everything, toys, yeah. whatever, I mean, anything out there, and they're just sitting in the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, whatever it is, you're going to have a problem. They can't get off the right. boats. Then, then nobody expected really Russia to invade Ukraine in in, in February. Obviously, that caused the price mm -hmm. of. I mean, well, I mean, there was he got in position to do it. He got in position to do it, but I mean, it's like one of those but things. He hey, but like, he what can we do? And then you know, the fact that okay, now we've got to do it. We've got to protect them because if it goes to Ukraine, where's he going next? He did it. So when he did it. That cut off a support. You know, now now we said, okay, we're not going to buy oil from you. When the Western European countries now they're not going to buy oil from you, and so that cut off the oil supply, which again was not factored in into everything. And so now OPEC can it has even more control of the market. They could say, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to release it. We're, we're okay making one hundred twenty dollars a barrel. We're good. So that's and, and, caused. And then the U.S. pretty instantly last January seemed to kind of bring things to a screeching halt of. Our drilling, our pipelining, our uh, independence on oil. Our uh, own under oil the current administration, right, exactly. they went more green, for green, the environmental. Green, that's green, right, green. And, and less on of the old fossil fuels. So all that is accumulated into what we're seeing right now uh, at the gasoline pumps, but also just hitting everywhere. And so it is a, a 
the the only what the Fed can do is what they're doing. They're going to cut off. Uh, they're they're buying back some of the money that they've already put out there. They're trying their best. They they are cutting off the amount of money they're putting out there. And at the same time, they're raising rates. So if you are going to borrow money, if you do want the banks to to give money to you, that's fine. But you're going to pay for it because we don't want it out there. We're trying to pull it back in. Uh, they're trying to constrict the economy now. This is always this is this is their job. This is what they're supposed to do. When rates are when when the economy is in a recession, they lower rates, try to get you to spend money. When the when things are flying high like they are right now, which again we have not seen this in forty years or, or to this level, they constrict it. Now we know that in the early eighties, interest rates got to twenty one percent. Yeah. Now we don't want to see nobody yeah. wants to see twenty one percent right now. Again, we're we're talking four to five percent. We're not talking twenty one percent. But that's what that's kind of what this looks like a lot. Many of us. We're not alive or working during that time period. So that's kind of where we are. So, again, pay attention to the meetings today and tomorrow. Uh, I know, again, some of y'all might have already checked out. Pay attention because this will affect you. It will affect you somewhere. If you have a home equity line, your home equity line is more than likely on a variable rate. It will immediately it will go up the next month. Your bank will adjust it upwards. Uh, if you have any kind of line, if you're on construction loan uh, for your house, if it's not a fixed rate, it will go up in a month. So again, if you're looking to buy a house right now, you're looking at around six percent for mortgage rate. All these things matter. So you will see. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm man. I'm gonna say this. This is not Bancor South talking. This is not uh, anybody. If you were to ask me personally, if I think we are already in. Starting into a recession, 100%. I would tell you oh, yes. Yeah, 100%. I would tell you yes. Right, a recession, for everybody who doesn't know, is two quarters where GDP goes down. Yeah, so two, two, yeah, quarters two and, consecutive quarters yes. of negative GDP growth. That Which is, is where we are. The first quarter of 2022 was negative. No, no, no. That's, that, that's, this is what I'm saying. I heard it the other day. No? No. The, the GDP is down. down. It was 2%. Okay. Oh, damn. Th- okay. This quarter, they're expecting, they're still projecting like a 0.3% which uh, is up. Right. So what I'm saying is is that to declare oh, a recession, yes. you would have to go the entire right. half, the the second yes. half of the year yes. to then in January say, oh, we entered a recession in June of 2020. That's yes. how far. It's always six months behind. Yeah, and of course, so, yes. but, it, but if you're telling me, I'm saying, yes, we're in a recession. 100%. And in January of 2023, we will find that out. Husbands, talk to your wives. Wives, talk to your husbands. If you're looking at a house, if you're looking at a car, if you're looking at those different things, talk about this stuff, guys. It's real. It's that time to look at, hey, what are interest rates? What do things look like? Maybe we could be in this house for another one or two or three years. I mean, look, we live in a wonderful country, live in a wonderful state, wonderful community. But, man, this stuff's real. <laughs> Gas is $5 a gallon. Um, again, Derek, as I said, I mean, the second person reached out to me and said, what happens if we cancel? What does that look like? And um, that's tough to talk to people about that. And um, I just want to kind of finish the show on that. Whew, I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to church on Sunday. That's all. I don't know. Youth groups are open on Wednesday nights. At least the HUMC one is. Uh, let's get these kids in church. Let's get these, I don't know, see you on Sunday for church. Let's get to praying. Let's get back to uh, those type things. I, I just, I don't have many words. But I can tell you this. We appreciate you here at the UTW Podcast. We appreciate you still listening. Thank you for uh, listening to us. Continue to support us. Uh, look, if you enjoy our show, different things we talk about, share it with friends, family. Go to your uh podcast provider simply there's going to be a link there that you can share with friends and family and we definitely appreciate that also find us on facebook at utw podcast on instagram at utw podcast and on twitter at utw pod if you enjoy our show find ob pod simply stands for olive branch they cover the eastern side of the soto county they're also deep dive into lewisburg olive branch and center hill athletics ob pod look them up today wherever you listen to our show apple podcast google podcast spotify give us a five-star review let them know what you think about us give us a five Five star review, give us a thumbs up, helps us move up when it comes to local 
podcast. Well, Derek, I appreciate you bringing in some inflation numbers, some discussions about that. Join us on our Friday show where we're going to have a wonderful show. It's going to be very upbeat. We're going to have a good time. And Derek, we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, I guarantee you we're going to get some texts. We're going to get some emails about stickers, the over under number of stickers, number of stickers at a travel well, ball tournament. We also tournament. need the uh, uh, Commerce yes, Junction over Commerce here. Commerce Street whatever. Junction. <laughs> Email us that. Um, if, you know, we'll give you a portion of, pro- of proceeds when we trademark that if it's really good. Uh, we'll give you a portion of those <laughs> proceeds. But anyway, Email us those uh, suggestions under the water tower info at gmail.com. Well, Derek, fun show. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. I come from a long like me.